Hello again, Devils fans. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the official Devils podcast. The Devils road trip has taken them to Dallas, Texas, and as the organization prepares to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Stanley Cup number two, we are pleased to welcome to our podcast the man who scored, and there's no argument, the most famous goal in New Jersey Devils history, Jason Arnott, the double overtime game winner in game six, and of course his teammate on that team, Ken Danico. And Jason, Welcome to our podcast, and again, that goes with you for the rest of your life, that game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's, uh, it was a huge thrill. Um, I always watched, go back and watch the old video, and um, I replay it in my head most times when I'm just driving around, and uh, you know, it's something special that you grew up as a kid always thinking you're going to score the game-winning goal, and it happened, and um, to win the Stanley Cup is the biggest thing when you play hockey, so... I mean, it was uh, all the memories you go back. It's been fantastic. We'll talk about a lot of things regarding that, but I want to go just prior to that. In other words, we know the pass comes out of the corner, and and we can recreate that, the pass from Patrick Elias. But what's the thought as you take the ice for that shift, which turns out to be the final shift? Uh, what's on the bench? What's the thought process there as this tight series continues to push forward and someone's going to win it? Well, I can recall, I think I came out of the penalty box and stayed on the ice for that shift. Um, so I was pretty nervous in the penalty box, praying to God Dano was going <laughs> to kill it off for me and, and I wouldn't be the, you, you know. In the box, I don't remember. I was, yeah, I got a penalty in the, at the end of the first overtime and going into the second overtime, I had to sit in the dressing room thinking that I was in the penalty box, thinking, oh my God, this is going to be it. And, uh, and then I got out and sigh of relief and and at that point Sicky had been out of the game he got knocked Since out of the, the game period, so yeah. uh, McGilney was playing with us and uh, I don't know I, I think we just we we kind of did that all season long and through the playoffs we kind of worked through adversity you know through the Philly series and all that and I think we just knew that we had the better team and we were playing better and and it and fortunately it, it happened for us and we didn't have to go back for game seven thank God. Dana, what was your perspective of that game-winning goal? Well, relief. Like, like I, said, I mean, it's, it is the most famous goal in Devils history. I know we've we've won the cup three times, but as far as dramatic, right here in Dallas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just fond memories. I, I you win the Stanley Cup on the road too. It's kind of you got family and friends. It's it's intimate. Now it was great winning it at home too when we won, but. You know, the one time you do and in such dramatic fashion and, and Arnie's line and, and Patty and Sicky obviously was injured were led the way throughout these those playoffs. They were a dominant number one line and, and it was only fitting that Patty the no, no look backhand pass to Arnie in front. <laughs> uh, just how you'd expect. So many old Did you see games. did you see it develop? Could it, you it, see it? it? Kind of did, but I don't know if Patty saw him. I mean, come on. How, how about you, though? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He was pretty good. He had over a thousand points in this yeah. league. It was, yeah. of course, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing, but it, it was amazing. But you kind of could when, you know, he's going around the net to pick up the, or, or pick up the puck that I think Scotty Stevens dumped in, right? Or yeah. R- r- rimmed around. Yeah. But, you know. It was a kind of an electrifying play. I'm like, oh, now we're seeing what's going on. I, I didn't know if he could really make the play. The backhand kind of no look to Arnie, but I was hoping Arnie didn't miss because he's right-handed shot. He's <laughs> he's on his offside. He's mm-hmm, open. Mm-hmm. So would have been harder for a lefty to bury that. Yeah. But fortunately, Arnie was a right right-handed shot on the left side, so he got to open up and bury it. It was great. Did you have any time to think, don't mess this up, or was it just bang bang? <laughs> oh, no. It was bang bang. I mean, you're you. 
on those instances, you just react because you've been playing. And we were in double overtime, so it was like I think everybody was exhausted. That was we, our third overtime like game was, in this series. One yeah. triple, and right? it was After a, a triple it was a battle series. Yeah. Like I mean, playing against those guys was it was tough. Hatcher and Maffichuk, and I mean every every game was a battle, and we just went through that with Philly. And then we got, and then we come up to Dallas. Oh yeah, it's like, about holy that. man! <laughs> so I mean, that second overtime, everybody was pretty tired, but it was a reactionary, you know, try and get it, try and put it upstairs on, you know, a normal cross ice pass, and it's kind of the only way we we're going to beat Eddie. I mean, Eddie was playing unbelievable, and and we had Marty and Ned. I mean, it was a goaltending duel in that last game. It was it was phenomenal series. It was. We were up three games to one, so. You start to get a little tense. We just did it to the Philadelphia Flyers up 3-1 yeah. in the Eastern Conference and come all the way back, win three straight. Well, we're up 3-1 on Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Yeah, we were. Now lose, I'm going if they creep it back, lose game five and triple over. Now we're in double overtime. If they win game six, they've got some momentum, right? And it's yeah. a coin toss game seven. So way to go, Arnie, because if you didn't bury that, uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> I would have been in trouble. The gloves are off. The stick's in the air. You're running past. You had to skate past an official to get to Scotty. Yeah, I almost ran him over, which I should have given him maybe a little shot when I went by. But, no, uh, yeah, I had to get by him. And then and then I tried to get away from Scotty. But no chance. Those big, those big mitts came and grabbed on to me. And there was no chance of getting by him. And then it was just melee and. I think Gomer came you know, from the bench. Gomer remember, came from the he, bench. He did the he, Jimmy Snuka from the top yeah, ropes. Yeah, yeah, but, I think know, he caught me a little bit. <laughs> right on my right yeah. <laughs> he came flying in. and uh, I don't remember Larry, much. I remember Larry that. Larry <laughs> came running across, and he almost fell flying across the ice. I mean, it was uh, it was an emotional Stanley Cup win. Like, it was like we worked hard to get to where we were after being down in Philly coming back and then we and then we're like oh my god now we got to go through dallas one more series it felt like the philly game uh, series was the stanley cup final and it was it was just an emotional i think everybody was like we were really a, as one as a, as a team it was well, unbelievable as any year a tight group a championship team that, that team was so good so talented you know we always talk about uh, and marnie remembers that i i want to know if i'm saying this right arnie or, or I, I recollect uh, back then when we were down to Philly and, and the emotional speech Larry gave. And yep. we, I always say it's like the, the Vince Lombardi speech to have us rally back, but it was just so, I don't know if it was the words so much and the anger and the combination, he was so passionate, right? Yeah. And he said kind of to me, if I recall, to our team that we're, you guys are, this team is the best team I've ever coached or ever seen. And yeah. you're blowing an opportunity and don't think it's over yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, you guys are doing this, this, and this yeah. wrong. It was a, it was more of an inspirational yes. speech. And when Larry Robinson's yeah. saying that to you, you're like, you know, the whole room just kind of. We, I, I remember getting up after that and thinking, man, we, we can come back here. Like, he really believes in us. Yeah. Like, we got a really good team. I, I think, think all of us felt I think that. Everybody we felt that. And then we were down three-one. We were a different team the next game. We, we stepped on the ice, and it was, it was. No way we were losing that series after that. Is this team, out of all three Stanley Cup teams, I was fortunate enough to be part of. Everyone had a little different chemistry, a little different makeup. This was the most talented team, right? and it was. We were loaded for bear and stacked, and 
we had to come back and we had yeah. to win the cup. Yeah. It the, and it's hard, but this team was that good. Yeah. And, and Larry kicked a garbage can, right? That's part of the lore, too. Did he knock a garbage can he over? He did, but it was all he about did. passion. He wasn't screaming at us. He did, but he, yeah, and he didn't go in and de- demoralize one individual or, you know what I mean? It was a. Or our yeah. play, per or, se. Or our yeah. play. It was more of. You guys are way too good for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know you can turn it around, and then he just kind of went on. And, he wanted us and, to have a belief you know, that this yeah. isn't over because, and we needed that. We needed that. We needed that. We kind of couldn't believe we were down three to one. Yeah, as good as Philadelphia was, we had such. After a good the team. start we had against Philly too, we right? Bang one bang, game. up one game, up three to one in the next game, and then all of a sudden, bang bang bang, and we were down. So now we had to win the cup, and now we're going to more overtimes and. Again, thank God for Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> and Patty, pretty good play. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Well, and, and also it was out of character for Larry Robinson, who can get angry, but, I mean, he's just such a, such a, such he's a the nicest man in the world is, for a guy yeah. who's one of the all-time greats, but for him to show that emotion. He was a great coach, too. He just had that nice balance. Yeah. He knew, he knew who to throw out with who, and he knew how to talk to you on the bench. And who and needed he, a and kick? Who needed, who needed a, a kick? Hug, and who or, need, yes, you know, he, a spark. Who needed he, a spark? He, who needed and, a hug? But he, need, he knew how to give you that spark without making you without upset at him or yeah, never you know. belittle you. Or it was, it was yeah. more encouraging always. Yeah. That was well, great. Well, the fact players love that. The fact that he was there is part of an incredible road that this team took to the Stanley Cup championship because he was not the head coach for most of the regular season, nor were a lot of the players who were instrumental in that victory part of the team at the beginning of the season. Yeah. There were a lot of changes, particularly in March, but Claude Lemieux comes over early, uh, it, earlier in the season in November. He gets acquired. So I want to just kind of take you through all of those we changes. We brought Peppy back. Peppy came back. <laughs> 1999, yeah. November, uh, for Brian Ralston. I'll run down the list. And then in oh, March. Right. I didn't realize the timing of that. Yeah, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to shake the cobwebs, right? <laughs> is, yeah. So Vladimir Malikov comes over from Montreal for Shelton Surrey in March. March 1st. Six days later, Darren Quinn comes over from Phoenix for Lyle Odeline. And then seven days after that, Almo, Alexander Mulgilney, comes in from Vancouver for Brendan Morrison and Dennis Peterson. That, that many moves. I, that late well, I didn't the realize they were that late that in the season either. Yeah. Right I knew they were then. there, but I thought yeah. it was earlier Mugilney on. Or, was when, you know, uh, In uh, the 14th of, of uh, March. Oh yeah, he was late. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, late. He was well, those last ter- three were all late. So, right. Okay. So the so the chemistry changed, yeah. and then as you mentioned, Pep Claude Lemieux comes back. Of course, done so much to help the Devils previously, but then he gets reacquired. And what, if you recall, what what did his injection to the lineup mean? Well, we obviously knew all about uh, the Pep, and certainly his history. He's, he's one of the best playoff performers of all time. I mean, you know. And just his energy, he, he's ornery, he's angry. Even at practice sometimes, those things kind of, you need different personalities, right? Yep. When you say, and it can spark your team. And But as far as playoff performers, you know, he'd go during a regular season, 80 games, get 13 goals, and you knew that meant he's going to get 14 in the playoffs and 23 games if you go all the way or 25 games in the playoffs. But he, he just, you know, that was – Interesting that Lou brought him back, and there was disputes and contract, but contract disputes, and maybe a reason why he was traded in the first place a few years back. But all of a sudden, when you bring bring him in, uh, you put things aside because you know he can help you win. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, like I said, I already can say as much. As good a playoff performer as, as there's been in the National Hockey League uh, 
Paul Demieux was a big inspiration to bring it, bring him back because kind of 95 Conn Smythe winner, you know, get some of that back in the room. Couldn't have enough guys that know how to win. Yeah. The change in coaching. Robbie Fitorik is fired. Eight games left in the season. Were you shocked? A little bit. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't just because of the way we were playing and the way, you know, we had lost. I don't know how many. Eight out of the eight out of ten or something. Was it, it really was something yeah, like that? that. Part, I don't, I don't we know. Were, but we were still bad. in first sure place on this team. <laughs> <laughs> but we were still in first. Oh, this is 19 years ago. I remember the winning and the celebrating. I thought we like lost three or four, and you know, Lou sure. didn't have a quick itchy trigger finger. And <laughs> yeah, I re- I remember it, and and you know, Robbie totally different coaching styles between Larry and Robbie and. I mean, now you look at it, and yeah, Lou was a genius by doing it. Sure. And, and uh, I think we needed it. I think it was Robbie was getting really frustrated with us, and I think we were getting frustrated with him losing that amount of games, but still being in first place. I think yeah, that was the kind of shock around the NHL that he got fired with well, that know, many games left. The bar was raised to that level, raised to the Stanley Cup or bust, and we kind of had that our last five years or so it doesn't mean it's always going to materialize but yeah and, and the reason why Lou I guess at the time felt we needed a, a I think Lou life, saw a different direction I think right? Lou saw that we had too good of a team to be doing what we were doing and he right. needed to do something to change it well we were going to kind of ride quietly off into the night yeah and that's we would have made that's the playoffs not Robbie but... or anybody it's you know how that goes players just not playing to their potential we know all about sure. that and, yeah and all of a sudden you need something. You, you need to spark the team in some regard. Yeah. You picked the right guy, obviously, in Larry Robinson because he won a cup with us and he's certainly an inspirational guy. And if you can't listen to Larry, like I think Arnie had touched on that earlier, like yeah, it's hands are full of rings, whether as a player or as a coach. So yeah. he came in and kind of brought that that spark back again. Yeah, Patrick Waugh famously said he couldn't hear someone for all the <laughs> rings in his, you know, in, in his ears. But I think Larry Robinson's got him beat by about <laughs> just double. by a few. <laughs> uh, just a brilliant. Yeah, you'd man. run through a brick wall for Larry Robinson, yeah, just because he's such a yeah. such a great guy, and you just don't want to disappoint him. It's almost like one yeah. of those guys you don't want to disappoint Larry Robinson. Yeah, because he he goes to bat for you. He's just a wonderful coach. Chico Resch and I were having this conversation on the air couple of weeks ago and he said Maddie what's the most famous line in Devils history and I said well the A line certainly uh, Jason with Peter Sikora and Patrick Eliash but the crash line to me just <laughs> it just described what they did right Mike Peluso Bobby Holik and Randy McKay but there's no doubt about the sublime play of the A line what made the three of you click I think w- we were all, I mean, Patty and Sicky were, were more similar players than myself. So when you get a mixture of guys like that, I think sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, and you just kind of, you, you just click. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Um, you, we all fought the game very similar, um, which is odd because two Czech players and a, and a Canadian player sometimes don't mix like that they don't we don't think the same but we just did and and we really enjoyed playing with each other and we made each other better like if we if patty had an issue with me or sicky we had no problems working it out 
without anybody getting upset or you know what I mean so mm -hmm. it was if Patty said something to me I knew he was doing it out of to make me a better player to make our line better and I knew how good our line was so I wasn't going to mess that up and I think they felt the same way and we just read off each other and, and uh, we all had different styles of game so we, we used our strengths and put them together and created a good line. Maddie, I liken it to Arnie was Papa Bear and it was just two little cubs. Because, <laughs> and that's the truth. He was the big beast in the middle. He had uh, these skilled wingers, younger at the time, and Sicky yeah. and Patrick, but highly skilled, think the game so well. And Arnie kind of provided uh, the strength down the middle and size and shot, you know, all the different elements. So I think they had kind of different elements, but he kind of was uh, the, the, the the big bear in the middle, and they seem to click. I mean, just watching the line. You're good friends off the yeah. off the ice as, as well, Arnie, right? And I yep. don't know if that – I guess it can transpire on the ice, right? They all get it along. Does. They it to does. It does. I mean, you, you know, you always have – in my career, I've always had, like, one line mate I've clicked with. I've never had two that I can get out in the ice and go, I mean, we're going to we're gonna dominate these guys. And tonight. you did. And – so I've never had that before in my entire career other than those two. And and that's where you create a bond, yeah. you, you know, with players, especially going that far and winning the Stanley Cup. You'd be friends for life and, and really good friends. So it was uh, That's why the 2000 reunion is going to be awesome. Well, that's what I want to ask you. It's, it's, it's on the horizon. What are you thinking about as the Devils will celebrate and bring your old teammates back together? Again? It's going to be exciting. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the guys since we won pretty much. Um, I've saw, I've seen Patty and Sicky, of, of course, and Scotty and Needs and, and everybody. But it'll be good this to guy. see guys that you know I haven't no, we seen went in to a while. Last, it was last year. <laughs> yeah, last year. Yeah, here in Dallas. Um, I think you know, and I think we're as our team. I think we're going to pick up right where we left off because we were so close and so tight as a team and what we did and what we accomplished. Even though it was 20 years ago, I think we're all going to be right back into. The old yeah, not much. Were, it doesn't matter you know. if you, you already touched on the special bond. You always have that bond, whether you've seen your teammate for ten years or not. Yeah. It seems the second you see him, it's like you never left. Mm -hmm. Like it was yesterday. And the roles kind of go back, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Scotty will still be <laughs> dad, dad and dad, right? Dad and dad, ornery <laughs> and kind of lumbering and no smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel said that, not me. <laughs> but you needed that. He was our leader. That's all. Uh, Everybody kind of had their way, their pecking order. And I always say, I look at that team. Yes, Larry, we, we loved him and everything. But that team, and Larry will tell you the same, had such great leadership throughout the lineup, not just the yeah. captains and assistants. Right, Arnie? Yeah. So oh, many well, guys it, were it was, just and new. And bringing Pep back, yeah. you know, helped Gomer out, I think, a little bit through that playoffs mm -hmm. as well. He was a first-year kid. Yeah. He played phenomenal. For but sure. Good you know, point. Playoffs are different and stuff. And I remember Pep taking him under his wing a little bit and settling him down when he needed to because Gomer was, you know, come to the <laughs> rink and he was ready to go. I don't think and, that's changed. You know, and, yeah. And, and so I think Pep helped him a lot through those playoffs. And he played phenomenal yeah, as well. And how about and, adding, you know, adding a McGillney? I mean, you mentioned it, Matt. Yeah. There's a guy that – Always had to be the man. Like, I think he was shocked when he came here because I, I think we've talked about it where like, Scotty, me, I think Randy McKay talked to him and, and let him know that 
you don't have to be the man here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just go out, yeah. use your great skills, score a big goal every once in a while. Like, I think it yeah. was a relief. Everybody thought he's going to come in and, well, is it going to disrupt your chemistry? I know how talented he is. He's one of the best players yeah. in the world as far as skill sets. Yeah. But he had which, to be the man in Buffalo. Complimented us. He had to be we the, needed another Yes, he had to be the man guy, in Vancouver. You know? yeah. Here he just, just had to come in. Fit in, and he loved it, and obviously yeah. scored some big goals for us. But yeah. he didn't have to do it every night because we had such a such a team and yeah. one different ways. But you had all that veteran leadership, as you mentioned. But you also had a Scotty Gomez, a rookie, John, John Madden, Madden, a rookie, although older, uh, Rafalski, a rookie, rookie older, but older <laughs> like 25, 26, Both of those guys were. So it was that blend of basically everything. I mean, yeah. it, it was. I can see Dana why you said it was the best. Yeah, just great combination of veterans and scorers and great goaltending, great defense. Just a nice mix. Plenty of toughness when you needed it back then. Yeah. Just had, we, we had so many different ways we could win. Any way you wanted to play the game, we felt we could win. You want to play run and gun? Well, we can outscore you. You yeah. want to play tight defensively? Well, we got you there. We got Broder and Nat. And if you want to play nasty, well, we got Stevens and me and Mackie <laughs> and Arnie, whoever. We had a, oh. Lemieux, all, we had a big team, too. Holt, Bobby Holik. I mean, yeah. he was a bear. I know not so much from the fighting standpoint. He drove opponents nuts, nuts. because he was one of the strongest <laughs> players on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> drove his team nuts at times, too, in practice, didn't he? I mean, he, he, oh, my no, God. He broke he so many of my off. sticks t- taking face-offs. I was like, then you'd slash him, you break another stick, and he just skates around. In practice, <laughs> I would cross-check Bobby because get it, things would get ordered. He'd slew-foot you by accident or whatever. So he, I'd cross-check him in front of the net on the down-low drills. I'd hurt my wrist. Like I, and that would... Yeah, anger me more because I'm serious. He was like, because it didn't phase him. <laughs> Did not phase him. That was yeah. the biggest. Yeah. I think that was the most frustrating yeah. thing. You couldn't phase him. You could slash him and whack him. Just, yeah. He just go back to doing. So what I he was can't doing imagine what was what it was you know. for the opponent. When <laughs> well, speaking of the opponents, you guys did not have this perspective, but I was uh, privileged to have it. So you would walk down the hallway on the road, come off the team bus, and everybody, you guys would walk down the hallway. I would look and see this team come down the hallway, and I'd say, this is an intimidating club. Like, you can't, you might not have won every game, and you didn't, but you knew the opponent was going to pay a price. It was going to be a hard night at the rink because you had size, because you had talent. There was speed throughout the lineup, and there was a determination that, you know what? We can't win everyone, but you're not going to want to see us again because you're going to pay a price. It, it was a beautiful view from my perspective just to see Nice mixture, I mean... The way the game was played then, there was more physicality, obviously. Fisticuffs every once in a while, but a combination of everything you needed. And that, that's yeah. why I say that was kind of the perfect team, because we had a, a little bit yeah, of everything. Like Daniel said, we could run and gun, or we could play tough and gritty and, and get into you know scrums if we needed to, or you want to play no contact, we can do that too and outscore you. And <laughs> Like you said, we got Marty back there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you mentioned, Matty, the, the, the mixture of the young, you need that to, to have a good team, the youth, the injection, like Scott Gomes. But he didn't just come in and kind of get his feet wet. He goes, wins the call to trophy. Yeah. And had how many points? Uh, so, second, well, so, second score <laughs> on the yeah, team. Yeah, and like, remarkable. Yeah, so everything yeah. kind of fell into place. But, his, but his young energy in the yeah, room, you right, know what yeah. I mean? Like we yeah, had older nuts. guys, <laughs> we had middle guys, and then Gomer. And he kind of 
Every time we had a pecking room, order, like, and it kind of was smiling again. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. You kind of rallied around it and galvanized. I mean, we were a real team, tight knit team, and obviously there's groups that go along, you know, yep. closer and go out for dinners and stuff. But this team was kind of really had that. But when it was time for everybody to go out and be together, and it was just, it was a lot of fun because there was a lot of different characters. Yeah, <laughs> well, and Gomer, Gomer had that irreverent respect. Like, he understood hockey history. He understood the room that he was coming into. But in some ways, he didn't care. He was just having fun. He was just <laughs> having a kid, you know? And, and, and that's a necessary ingredient as well. Which teammate that you haven't seen in a while are you most looking forward to seeing? Uh, Randy McKay was probably one. He was my roommate the whole time I was in New Jersey. I haven't seen him since, I guess, since we played here together when we got traded here to Dallas. For Newendike and Langenbrunner, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, you got I'd traded like with him as well. Yeah. Matthew. Yeah. God, everything's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we mention who he came for from Edmonton? Billy G. Billy G. I know. And I mean. uh, Brian Muir, right? No, nope. uh, or oh, yeah, he came, he he came, came with, with me you, right? and uh, Billy and Zella oh, Zuken went there. Zelly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, that was uh, in '98, early. It's funny how you got to change the dynamic. It just happens. You got to get good players. You got to trade good players. Just like when we got Arnie, a trade or it's crazy to me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Randy McKay, Jason is the guy you want to see. You haven't seen in a while. As the old team gets back together, I know down because you travel around the country and your yeah, job, get you get to, to see, see a little bit guys. more. But is there someone that you're like, wow, I haven't seen him in a while? And I mean, Mackie, it's always great seeing yeah. Mackie. I mean, I, I, it's probably been, I did see him maybe four years ago, three, four years ago. There's so many guys. I mean, I don't care whether I've seen them or not or, or Gomer. Anytime I run into Arnie here, it's fantastic. I love just getting, like you touched on it, Maddie, when all the guys get together it's like you haven't missed a beat, even if you haven't seen somebody in 10 years. I mean, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, 90% are coming, right? There's the odd one that can't make it. I don't it. know I mean, what the number is, but a good number. So, I, I mean, Nemchinov. Is, I hope Nemchinov's yep. there. I, you know, love to see him, even though I think he's in the New York area, but I haven't seen him in a long time. Mm -hmm. Or you know, Even McGillney, haven't seen him. Is he, I don't know if he's coming or not, but I'm not sure. I, I know. Mean, haven't seen Russia. him in ages since then. Yeah. Um, you know, the Rafalskis, the all of Raffy. Yeah. yeah. It's just great to and some, reminisce. Be, like, you know, Pando might not be able to make it. He's working. Yeah. You know, there are guys oh, that's right. who are yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. I'm know, trying to. I'm, maybe, I'm racking my brain. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it'll certainly be a great night when everybody gets together and honored uh, as the Devils play Dallas on February 1st. Appropriate, of course, that that second Stanley Cup will be celebrated that night. The team you beat in game six is there a story that you can share that people maybe don't know that's not going to get anybody in trouble but that epitomizes you know what that team was about a funny locker room story that you can share oh my god I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you think about it I Go. do remember I, I mean this isn't funny but this is kind of our team is when we were down three to one Daniel probably I don't think Daniel was there but when we were down three one we were in Philly and about six or seven of us went to like a Dave and Buster's and drank some beer and ate and and how played, dare you guys! I would <laughs> got you <laughs> and played that golf that golf game 
Uh, oh, yeah. You know, all the into the you sh shoot all it right. into the thing and you play holes. And I remember my brother phoning me, who was my agent at the time, um, asking me, you know, how's the team doing? And he, and he could hear loud. And he's like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, we're just having a couple beers <laughs> and playing some golf. He's like, what? You guys play tomorrow. You're not at, at the hotel thinking? I go, no, this is what we do. You, you can't sit at the hotel and think about it. You got to get out and be together and be as a group. And, and I still remember that to this day that it, it kind of, and then we just, we felt like it was an everyday road game and, and we went out and ended up winning the next night and then just carried on from there. And, I was tucked you know. in the bed. <laughs> I'm glad I'm Daniel playing that out rest. now. <laughs> but, he was getting rest. But you know, all, all kidding aside and joking, that's, everybody has to do their routine, like just relax. Like some guys like to play video games or, or go out and just, you know, loosen up. Doesn't mean you stay out late or anything and you just go have some fun. Because you can't, yeah. if you dwell too much, it, it, can't dwell it on takes it. you over, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to, to be effective, you need to be loose, you need to do whatever it took, and that includes your preparation night before a game. Yeah. Uh, it's been 20 years. There is a funny story about Christoph Oliva, who apparently didn't travel with, well, <laughs> with the team. I'm not going I'm no. staying away from that. All I'm saying is, he wound up being on the ice. He's oh, in the yeah. team photo, but apparently he borrowed someone's Oliva jersey that he met in the crowded Dallas. <laughs> That's the story. That's a true story. That, is it? Because well, yeah. well, his signature is on the jersey that he, and I don't think he borrowed it. I think he told the fan to take it off. <laughs> He's wearing it, and he came down I, after I and came on the ice. Story, yeah, but it's. I think the statue of limitations, whatever it is, it's all in fun, right? He played a role on that team, too, and yeah. his name is on the cup, and he's yeah, got a ring. Yeah, I remember him being on the ice, hugging him and everything. I mean, whatever he went through with right, Lou and everything, where... that had nothing to do with us. He was part of our team all year. He stuck up for me many a times in our, in our team. Right, absolutely. I, he, I still don't know, you know exactly. And... He was on the ice. I remember seeing him and, and hugging him, and, and he was happy. And I mean, it was just... Who cares? Yeah, it was like, exactly. we won the Stanley Cup. You were part good of our point, team. Right? That's a good way to you know, it. And, yeah. and we loved him as a teammate. He, you know, you got to love anybody that's in that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was an exciting time for all of us. And <laughs> I do remember that. It was pretty funny. I think it's <laughs> it eloquently good. put by Arnie because good. I know there was a little, I, I don't want to say animosity, but I don't, I don't even know what transpired, but he's right. He was a teammate that... Uh, and handled a, his role as good as anybody and at he the couldn't time. keep him away from the club at a yeah. critical moment so and he came to dallas on his own to cheer for us and and hope that we won you know not too many guys right that's would what do i do that you yeah. know what i mean yep. like him and lou had their thing but yeah that's you know most guys would be like no i'm i'm not i'm not going to that but he came and cheered us on and all of it. It, was, it was great to see. Yeah, and it's going to be great to see you and you, uh, Jason and, and Dano, and the rest of your teammates, as many as can make it, who will make it, uh, as we celebrate 20 years. Where did it go? What are you doing these days? Uh, doing a lot of family stuff uh, with my kids that I miss so, so much of their lives when I was playing. And um, just doing off-ice off stuff, like, uh, you know, some commercial real estate stuff. and. Mm -hmm trying to learn uh, different things other than hockey. So it's, <laughs> it's been uh, 
it's been a lot of fun. You look like you can still play, Arnie. Yeah, I wish I could. It looks like yeah. he's in tremendous, <laughs> tremendous shape still. He, he does. He does. <laughs> Jason, thanks very much for giving us so generously of your time. Yeah. Uh, you live on in Devils fans' memories forever, you will, and uh, it's, it's great to see you as always. Thank you very much. And yeah. like it's the greatest goal in Devils history. Eh? No I still get goosebumps watching no it, and I still watch it. Like, I know. Even I, though I do. I, I get like, a little teary-eyed when I see it. I'm like, just because it's a childhood dream to win the Stanley Cup, and that's what we play for. You know, Set everything awesome. else aside. We play for that cup. Absolutely. And on that night in June, <laughs> double overtime. Jason Arnott scored the goal that gave the Devils their second Stanley Cup. So that'll wrap it up for this official Devils podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And for those who are tuning in, we'll see you next time. Jason and Dano, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Great stuff. So long, everybody.